You think we should have some sort of like intro thing? Totally. Um, I'm good. I am so tired. And I'm really tired. Well, for one, right now, I'm, I'm pretty tired just because we had a pretty hard workout. <laughs> but yeah. besides that, I am super tired because I was up way later than my bedtime, which is typically the same time as yours, you know, 10 o'clock or something. I went to bed at 8.45 last night. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> you're 78. Yeah. I went to bed at like like 1.20 a.m. Yeah. So... You went to bed super early last night because you were going to give me the opportunity to do a little editing. You were going to go to bed early. I went to bed early because I had two seltzers, hard seltzers. Ashlyn. And I wanted to pass the F out. Yeah. Well. I wasn't like being sweet to like intentionally give you time to edit. Well, it was a win-win. It, it was a win-win out. for everybody. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nine o'clock rolls around. I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to have a perfect amount of time to do some editing because I did a whole nother episode earlier in the day, edited, yeah. finished yeah. one day, yeah. new personal record. Things were going great. And I did something really stupid. And I was going through the new project files and I was like, oh, man, the Mac has only so much space left on its hard drive. I'm going to clear some stuff out. And me being stupid, I didn't realize how things were labeled. I thought it was per project, not per track. So I went through and I deleted everything that said zero one because I was like, oh, I'm just going to delete everything from episode one because we're already like on episode four. Yeah. Turns out I deleted every audio file of me, which is usually track one on our projects, and I lost everything. So I spent four hours after you went to bed trying to download different data recovery programs, trying to do my research, watched a lot of YouTube videos, trying to get those back. And pretty much it was a total loss. Can you tell the people why you couldn't get them back? Because um, you deleted them? And then what did you do? I think that's no been established that hasn't been established that you know because as of now people think you just deleted files well i hope people don't think i spent four hours trying to figure out how to undo you know stuff that was deleted and put into the trash can no i emptied the trash can as soon as i put it in there Empty. because my whole thing was i was trying to clear space on the computer which i did i just didn't realize that i deleted all the recordings mm. of me on current projects that i was editing and uh, yeah, that was a that was a bummer, major bummer, on my part. You dumb, stupid fuck. I feel so sad. Like originally, when I when I realized, like, oh, that means that we basically just lost like the last episode we recorded. Like without thinking, I was just like, okay, that's not bad. Like, well, you know, we'll have to redo it. Like it's fine. But then, literally sitting down just now, I'm just now remembering all the gold yeah that was that episode but if we can 
kind of turn it into a positive. Had I not had the time yesterday to do that whole bonus episode, which I think is going to be our best episode to date, Mm -hmm. you know, I would have completely lost that too. All that work would have been down the drain. So at least we have that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it sucks that that last episode that we recorded is not going to come to fruition, but doesn't mean we can't come back to it and, you know, redo it. And, you know, I am thankful that Should we're- Should we come a, back to it in a month when I'm going to start my period again? Maybe. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that we're a new podcast and we didn't have a whole lot of stuff in the books already that we could have lost. Yeah, for sure. So if at any point this was to happen, I'm glad that it happened while we were only a few episodes in. So Way to stay positive, babe. Yeah. So that sucked. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. How's your day going? I mean, my day's good. Um, We had a really great beach day. Super successful. Super successful. Super distant. We went at like the perfect time when there wasn't really anyone there. Um, And then right when we were getting ready to leave, I felt like that's when it started to get busy. So that was perfect. Um, Through the old... uh, Through the old football around. The old pig skin. (laughs) Well, it's made of foam, but... Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that was good. Um, Speaking of throwing things... Did you, uh, did you catch Dr. Anthony Fauci's first pitch? Did I catch it? Yes. I saw it. You saw it. Did I, you? Think, I think so. Yeah, he did like a really bad throw, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. he just wanted to make sure that nobody was going to catch anything because he takes his job very seriously, <laughs> so he threw the ball the complete opposite direction. Good one, babe. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. <laughs> On another note, though, I yeah. guess after you throw the ceremonial first pitch, I yeah. guess everybody gets like a tops like baseball card, like a trading card. Oh, and his is like one of the most popular ones right now. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! Do people still do that? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah. Ironically, though, I'm sure <laughs> like, people are, people are like still trading Pokemon cards. Eh, maybe well, I know people are still playing Pokemon <laughs> Go. Oh my god! But. You know, I'm sure people are collecting that ironically, but, you know, if I was to get, you know, a first pitch baseball trading card, Mm -hmm. his was pretty good. Mm -hmm. 50 cents was pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Carly Rae Jepsen also up there. Pretty good. What defines a pretty good card versus a not so good card? Well, those three people that comes to mind had terrible first pitches. So that would be a great card to own. Like, oh, wait. They get their own trading card. Yeah, like oh, a, like, it's like you know, them. people trade, you know, baseball cards. It's yeah. of them. It's a picture of them yes. trading card. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying now. Yep. Cool. And I guess, uh, you know, you know who? Donald Trump. <laughs> He's the first president since, uh, yeah. like Taft to. I guess Taft was the He's first. He's the first president in 109 years. To not throw the ceremonial first pitch. Yeah. They probably didn't want him. They probably didn't even ask him. Well, his hands are probably too small to throw a baseball or something. No, he's got like the best hands in the world, babe. They're the best hands ever. Nobody has better hands than he does. That's true. Yeah. Um, This is not a political podcast, but we absolutely- We keep it real. We absolutely hate- 
Donald Trump. So Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Let's not let's not okay. get crazy. Okay. We don't want to have a political bias. I don't want people to think that we lean one way or the other. <laughs> I just think we we speak our mind and we we tell it how. No, it is. we speak our minds and 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 here's the thing. We both have loved ones who are Trump supporters. We don't think anything negative against people who <laughs> can't even say this sentence without feeling honest well that might be a great segue as to what we might be talking about today (laughs) like i want to say that we don't think anything negative about people who support him but that's not a true statement i'm trying really hard to find a nice way to put like in the sense of like we don't want you to not be able to listen if you're a trump supporter like yeah, this is a this is still a safe space, but we will absolutely. I'm gonna talk shit on, yeah. on your beliefs. Yeah, we're absolutely <laughs> where you, where you gonna stand. talk shit on DT. Yeah, totally. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, well, let me uh, let me tell you just something that thought might be interesting, just to get your take on, since we're actively partaking in this program. Oh, um, are we partaking in a program? We absolutely are. Oh, wow. Uh, as a lot of people know, the federal unemployment mm. is ending on July 31st yeah. from the CARES Act. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the, the federal unemployment benefits, you know, typically you're looking at getting, you know, $600 weekly as a bonus. In um, addition to whatever the state yeah, is granting Yeah, whatever you. the state is. Yeah. That is ending, uh, it's supposed to end and expire on July 31st, and uh, basically what that's going to do is it's going to bring, it's going to bring your average benefits that you're allowed, um, basically down to around $380 a mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So, we're talking, you know, shit's about to get super real for a lot of people who are depending on that money. Um, currently, they're fighting over it in, uh, yeah. in Congress. But yeah. there's also supposed to be a vacation that's supposed to happen for three weeks for everybody. Yeah, and of I heard course, about that. with the uh, partisanship that is there, because nothing is bipartisan, they can't figure out what they want to do. Um, I don't know where it stands today, but I know the deadline to to push something out is like now. So hopefully, they get their shit together. Mm. Um, there's a lot of things that people don't see eye to eye on, and you know, that might be. A deal, deal breaker. breaker. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> we are talking deal breakers today. Um, listening to us argue might be one of those. So, yeah, it's going to be a deal breaker on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But I think there is a big difference in deal breakers when it comes to being in the dating world yeah. versus like being in a relationship, being exclusive. Yeah. And for sure, a huge difference in a deal breaker when it comes to like a serious relationship or a marriage, mm-hmm. there's a big division in those. And yeah. you know, most of the time when you talk about deal breakers, when somebody is first dating, it's usually stuff that is very petty. It's probably something that can be very adjusted. Like surface level yeah yeah and, you know we were talking about this earlier is like i get it if if i was on the dating scene 
and you know you're you're going through whether it's like online or if you actually date in person which you can't mm-hmm. really do right now yeah but um you know you're trying to just quickly weed out stuff and i'm not saying that that's like the best way that anybody should be doing things mm-hmm. but um but i'm people, sure it's a lot people do it yeah and i'm sure it's a lot different when it comes to like men versus women in mm-hmm. dating because mm-hmm. it's always guys are throwing themselves at women and women can so quickly basically just be like nope nope don't like that it all it all comes to just like i think what you find unattractive in somebody mm-hmm. might be like a pet peeve that somebody does mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah and really what an obvious deal breaker is to me is like a is a personality trait um and that just comes down to like okay well that just means that that person isn't someone you are attracted to whether it's physically or yeah. well that's what i was saying emotionally like personality wise that means i feel like most deal breakers are just yeah. When you boil it down, it's it's some level of unattractiveness. Yeah, Whether it's absolutely. like you have, you know, a, a negative, you know, thought on like, I don't like people with, you know, a mustache or I don't like people that yeah. just have a beard and no mustache. Yeah. Like that could be a deal breaker for you yeah. when it comes to like very surface level early dating stuff. Yeah. We're just like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. The chemistry is not there because of probably a deal breaker. Yeah. And I and I think what I was trying to say was that if I were on the dating scene Anything like I would like to think that anything cosmetic for me, do I have preferences? Sure. But I would like to think that the way dating happens for the most part is you start by talking to somebody, usually online. Like that's just the way things are right now, right? So I would like to think that if I have spent enough time talking to somebody, getting to know them, and if I've made it to the point where I'm into them, I'm vibing with them. If I had, if there was some sort of cosmetic surface level thing that I wasn't super attracted to, I would like to think that I would see past that because I've already done that. Like I've already experienced that. Are you specifically talking about me? Yeah, you're my only boyfriend that I've ever had. Spoiler alert. We met online. We talked for two months. I had already... I just snatched you right up. I had already fallen so much in like with you. Like I loved you. Like, <laughs> Hold on. No, like I'm not obviously I didn't love you. Like Yes, you did. <laughs> I I'm saying when we were talking, babe. You you fell in like with me. You were infatuated with me. I'm just me. saying I was already vibing with you so yes. hard because we spent so much time talking, getting to know each other that when we met in person, was I super attracted to you? Like, no, I wasn't. Yeah. But I saw past that because I already liked you so much. Okay. If we were in a situation where you were currently on the dating scene. We wouldn't spend two months talking before meeting in person. Yeah. That's the problem. Maybe we would right now Mm. in the current state Mm. of things. But like Mm -hmm. say there's a guy with a a personal characteristic that you see that um, is a deal breaker for you or just something that like a personal or a cosmetic it could be a cosmetic it could be personal i don't know somebody somebody hits you up on the ig or okay. whatever dating app that you're on and you see that they have like you know super manicured eyebrows okay you wouldn't give them the time of day you would be like mm, i'm a pass on this one Thank you. okay yes but that is indicating that i haven't already spent time talking to them and like going on a date with them 
Well, how do you think people meet anybody these days? Well, no. So what I'm trying to say, you you is, get a first impression immediately. Like, you know, you judge people right off the bat. Like, we all try not to do that. But if somebody comes up to you, I guarantee you, you will know within like a half second if this person is attracted to you or if you are attracted to this person or not. Yeah. Like, so somebody walks up with super manicured eyebrows or like a unibrow or something, you're probably not going to be as receptive to whatever they're saying to yeah. you as somebody who you find attractive. I don't find that I don't find that to be a deal breaker. I just find that to be like that's a quality that I'm just not attracted to. Okay, like, what if that uh, is not my type? Yeah, what if somebody walks up to you or messages you? To me, a deal breaker comes a little bit more down to like an actual personality trait. Sure. Like somebody... Like that's a deal breaker. Yeah. Like somebody... In my opinion. Sorry. Are you fucking kidding me I'm right sorry. now? <laughs> Seriously? Is your deal breaker when I talk over you a yes. thousand times? Yes. Like four times in a row. Right there. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> well, do you have a, a list of any like thing that's super petty or strange yeah. that oh, you totally. found? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Super- what you got? Okay, so I have, um, like, okay, so, like, th- these are a couple things that, these are, like, the petty ones. Yeah. One word texting answers. Okay. Which, like, I get. That's annoying. That's something that you found or somebody reached out to you? Yeah, that was that was something that somebody said. Okay. Um, let's see, um, butterfly tramp stamp deal breaker for someone out there um someone said and i quote i use the belly button test if i can smell her crotch by the time i kiss down to her belly button i will nope the hell out of there what the hell is that smell okay i think that just goes into like poor hygiene in general i would say yeah if, if i was dating that would probably be something that i I don't know if I could look past. I'd yeah. probably give them a second chance because I believe in second chances. Sure. Because that's what, you know, that's how we got together. Yeah. We both gave each other second chances. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's second time around. Same thing goes down. It's like, yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. Um, someone said um, toilet paper um, under rather than over top. That's legit. I don't know if I would. They said I don't if, know if, if I'd break a if toilet paper was under, they'd nope the fuck out. <laughs> I don't know if I would, you know, end a relationship or something over that. But that is funny. I mean, it it clearly goes one way. Yeah, over the top. Over the top. Come on, top gang, baby. Totally topped. Yeah. Um, those are like pretty much the only like petty ish ones. All the other ones. Oh, actually, no. I have so- I have a couple other ones. I got um, a couple. I got a couple from the the IG. Ooh, I, I think I got a bunch more now too. Ooh, I'm just checking the IG live as we as we talk right now. Um, yes, yes, yes. People are writing in. I love it. See, you were aggressive. You called them out on I their did. bullshit, and now they're they're reacting to it. So yeah, on our Instagram for the for the podcast, we tried to get some engagement. We reached out, having other people, you know send in whatever their uh deal breakers were and for the most part they were all very normal um stuff that you would expect there was a couple oddball ones um i'm talking to you 
Callie and Devin. Um, that was the only one that was that was <laughs> funny that we kind of got into was about socks. Yeah. Um, and uh, specifically the length of socks. Yes. Now this is news to me because long socks, right? No. <laughs> I thought long socks. Do you know on if men, it was Callie or Devin who wrote into I don't, you? Dang it. I don't. It was one of them. But um, I would have thought the opposite. I thought if a dude was wearing long socks, that would have been a deal breaker. Unless, but, I mean, unless you're wearing jeans, of course, but like shorts with yeah, long socks. Like oh, what I was rocking the other so day. So I was going to say, so what you were wearing the other day. Yes. That's what I thought would have been a deal breaker. Yeah. But apparently, that's the shit to them because oh, no. ankle socks or specifically <laughs> no-show socks was a deal breaker that is the sign of a serial killer it's me i'm the bay harbor butcher no 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 no, no. apparently i've never heard that <laughs> i had a great laugh reading that um so apparently i'm doing the right stuff because i was wearing those long socks with the short shorts you also do wear no-show socks yeah I, and you also wear no socks yeah which is a no-show sock <laughs> That is exactly what that is. Okay, I got um, <laughs> finding a trunk full of women's clothes, heels, and crotchless pantyhose in his spare room would be a deal breaker. That would be a, a deal breaker. I'd have some questions at least. Yeah, and then I also got um, they have to want to pee on me. That That is very strange. That might have been a joke though. So if you don't want to pee on this person, deal breaker. Well, if you, I get it. If you're talking about kinks, like you want to have the same sort of, you know, compatibility. Like yeah, if you're I, into I, if you're totally into water sports and somebody else isn't, that might be a deal breaker. But like, I get it. I'm not going to be in a relationship with somebody who's not going to pee on me. I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to give me a golden shower. I got to pee so bad. Yeah, some people might have that. I don't know. I get it. Um, but anyways, the other let's just kind of talk about some normal deal breakers. Okay. Um, pretty much a lot of the stuff that people wrote in was normal, you know, bad hygiene, mm-hmm. bad breath, mm-hmm. um, short guys. That's so fucked up. That is, um, like, unless you are did, an they, exceptionally tall woman, then okay. I can like kind of get that. Like, but if you're just like average height and you don't like a guy who's roughly your height or a little bit shorter, like you could be writing off such a good guy. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what that would be like. I've never dated a woman taller than me. Mm. Um, yeah, you have. Oh yeah, I I think I might have yeah, actually. You totally have. Well, that doesn't count because I was super young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I true. wasn't this height. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're five No, but um, pretty standard stuff on here. Um, major deal breakers: lying, selfishness. Yeah. Um, emotional manipulation, gaslighting, cheating, all the stuff that you would normally think of. Um, but I did look up what like the top, I don't know, I think it might be like 20 or something. I did get one that said dishonesty slash lack of vulnerability. And I will say like to me, dishonesty is an obvious, but I will say lack of vulnerability is a big one that I can agree with. That'd be a deal breaker for you. Like if you can't open up, and like, tr- like, because vulnerability is opening up your truest self. Sure. So if you can't be your truest self, then I'm never going to be able to have a future with you. Yeah. Okay. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, 
here are some of the, the top deal breakers. And this specifically says in a committed relationship. And I kind of broke it down between, you know, committed relationship versus long-term versus short-term, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, pretty much the top things, um, if you're an unclean person, you're not well-kept. Mm. So basic hygiene, appearance, yeah. that's going to be, of course, a you know top of the list for deal breakers. Yeah. Why don't you take showers? People shower because it's a trend. I think it comes to that initial physical attraction. Yeah. You're not, you know, if you're not keeping yourself up, why is anybody going to give you the time of day type yeah, of deal? Yeah, absolutely. So I get that. Um, being lazy, mm-hmm. I guess, number two. Yeah. People don't like lazy people. Yeah, I read that a lot too. Yep. Uh, too needy, clingy. Yep, I, I read think that a lot too. In a in a new relationship, I think that is something that could definitely drive some people away. I think there's a very fine line between being there and, you know, being familiar and a little too familiar, you know what I'm saying? How are you? How are you married to me? Well, I am very patient, and I got through that because now we're in a long-term relationship where I don't think that really is I, the same. I think I was clingy AF, but also we had natural distance. Yes. In our relationship. And I feel like that Which probably we always helped. have. And I feel like that probably helped. Yeah. Um, another thing, this was big for you, which was a deal breaker, was a lack of sense of humor. So mm, if yep. they don't make each other laugh. Yep. That was a big thing. And it's not so much of like, you have to be a comedian. Like you don't have to physically like be funny, but it's like, if you can't laugh together, if you can't, you know, like do something embarrassing and just like laugh it off or just, yeah. Like that to me is just like no go. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to kind of list off the other ones without, you know, kind of diving too deep into them. Okay. I'm just going to read them off. And if anything, you know, sparks your interest that you want to talk about, Okay, we can talk about that. I'll make a sound. Um, or you can just look at me or I'll know. Okay. I can read your mind. Okay. I really can. Yeah, you did it last night and it freaked me out. I think that was like a couple of nights ago. Whatever. Apparently I can't keep things straight. Yeah. Um. So another deal breaker was lived more than three hours away. Like distance was a deal breaker. Had it? Early relationship. Um. Bad sex. Lack of self-confidence. Can we go back to the bad sex? Yeah. See, to me... That I feel like is not a good deal breaker because you get better. You can get so much better through open communication, being vulnerable and like fully being open about what is physically happening, what's good, what's not good. Like if you can be open with your partner Like, you can make bad sex into really good sex with practice. Well, let's just clear the air right off, you know, off the top. Like, I think we're both in the same position that deal breakers are bullshit. Yeah. They really are. Um, It's a cop-out. It is. But I get it. Like, these things... Some of them I get, but some of them I'm like, fuck that. These things could be acceptable, like early dating like first date or two 
if you actually get exclusive with anybody that is worth the time of being, you know, in a relationship, mm-hmm. boyfriend and girlfriend type mm-hmm. dating, mm-hmm. I think any of these could be improved. And uh, if you made the the effort to be exclusive to that person, you clearly like something in them. Um, and yeah, going back to what you said, communication and changing those things, all those things can be changed. But I guess that's where I will say it's, in my opinion, like it's one thing if you're looking for a hookup, okay? Mm-hmm. That, But if you're actually, if we are actually talking about looking for a relationship, you probably shouldn't be having sex with someone that you haven't really gotten to know that well yet. Well, I think the way that dating works now is it's kind of backwards. You have sex with them first and then you get to know them. And then you 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 take something that you you know is just purely physical. It doesn't have to be that attachment to. And then if you have something that is like an emotional attachment, you expand on that relationship and turn it into something. That's the way of the world. That's 2020. Wake the fuck up. That doesn't work. Who are we to say? We're not experts. We're not experts. I think that could absolutely work. I think if we weren't together. Yeah, I would probably go that route. You'd hook up with me and then try to get to know me? Yeah. If you were a down-ass chick, then I'd be like, oh, this person's cool. Why does wanting to have sex with you right off the bat declare me as a down-ass chick rather than just me being a down-ass chick, no, like I'm down not to saying, earth? I'm not saying because you had sex with me that you're a down-ass chick. saying you're probably going to... St- I talk at some point, you know, pillow talk or whatever. And if I'm like, oh, there's more to this than just, you know, boob, butt cheek, vagina, butt cheek, boob, then, and we start having a conversation and I feel like we are connecting, then yeah, it would progress. But this whole, the, what we're specifically talking about is bad sex. Yeah, well, I thought we moved we moved past that because I said deal breakers are bullshit in general. Okay. Anyways. What else you got, babe? Real quick, just going down the list. Um, I probably already said this, but lack of self-confidence, mm-hmm. too much TV or video games, mm. low sex drive, being stubborn, talking too much, not talking enough, being too blunt, does not want kids, has kids, too athletic, not athletic enough. It's like... Yeah. All right. What are we doing here? I did see a couple on Reddit that was like wants kids slash doesn't want kids. I'm like, like, what does that mean? What? Like, what does? Like one person wants kids and the other doesn't want kids. That's it. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, then yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of differences when it comes to deal breakers in a long term relationship versus like dating. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously. In a marriage, you know, a deal breaker is probably going to be infidelity. Yeah. Probably if I was, if I turned out to be a murderer, that would probably be a deal breaker for you. And and again, that that falls into the category of obvious deal breakers. I feel like I I hate to have to say that. There's not a whole lot of deal breakers. And and I think a difference in, in kid expectation. What? Kid expectation. Like if one person wants kids and the other doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Like if you get married and you don't have that figured out, like rut row. Yeah. 
I think most people probably talk about that beforehand, but I could see that being a big wedge that gets driven because like, if you're going to marry somebody, like that's probably going to be something that you think, all right, I can compromise on that. It's not a big deal, but throughout the course of a marriage, I could see that being something that would break a marriage up. If somebody really wants to have kids and the other person doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised. Like I've heard of relationships that like simply did not talk about that and I like it's mind blowing. You're like, wait, what? Like, how is that even physically possible that you didn't talk about yeah. wanting kids or not wanting kids before getting married? Yeah, like so that's fucking crazy to me. Let's talk about a couple other long term relationship deal breakers. Okay, um, that I kind of just looked at. Um, and it was a study that had like the top ten, and it specifically had the differences between long term and short term. Okay, um, having anger issues or being abusive. Well. Again, Definitely feels like an obvious one. Yeah, but it's something that probably you get trapped into. Yeah. But when you talk about things that would break up a marriage, um, that being untrustworthy, obviously. Yeah. Um, any sort of substance abuse, like yeah. if all of a sudden we're in a marriage and I get you know hooked on heroin, you know, you try to do as much as you can for the person, but if that can't get under control that absolutely could be a deal breaker it could be but i also feel like can we talk about that one actually really quick yeah if you want to dive into that i think that i think that a it depends on the substance sure heroin is like the very extreme that might be the exception to the rule but i feel like if you love someone and you are married to them, and you've made a commitment for better or for worse, and someone has a known substance abuse that they are at a point of admitting and are trying to work on it, then to me, like, you need to, they need you more than ever. Yeah, I mean, obviously it goes without saying, you know, in sickness and in health, especially in a marriage. Like, that's sickness right yeah, there. This is where I think the line is drawn. Yeah. Is that, and it doesn't even have to be substance abuse. It yeah. could be, you know, a gambling addiction. Sure. It could be, you know, I don't know, it could be a porn addiction. It could be yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think at any point, if the addiction takes priority over the relationship, even after yeah. the spouse or the significant other is trying to give them help and you are not willing to help, yeah. you know, your relationship oh, or sure. yourself. Absolutely. I think that's a deal breaker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 If you're not willing to work on it, like if you're just like full blown, like, nope, I don't got an issue and you're just yeah going about your life, then yeah, absolutely. That would be an absolute reason yeah. to break, to deal break. So like real quick, you know, obviously there's real obvious deal breakers mm -hmm. in a marriage. I think when you're married, everything's about overcoming obstacles and figuring things out together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, is there something like poor behavior that in a marriage that maybe it's not a deal breaker, but definitely might be a situation that's like your ass is going to be on the couch? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm trying to say? Like, is there something that you can think of that's like, this isn't a deal breaker because we'll get over it, but it's mm. it's behavior that's toxic and there's going to be some consequences, you know, short term, 
maybe. It's hard to think of those things when like you're not physically in that position. Yeah. Like, cause I, I can't, like, I, there's nothing that I can personally pull from like personal experience, you know? Like, yeah. well, let's try to think is there like specific behaviors in a marriage that's like, all right, we're too committed for this to be a deal breaker, but this is a problem. And until we figure that out, like, your ass is in the doghouse type of stuff. What do you got? Um, the only thing that I was thinking of is like, you know, like obviously we go around, I say some stupid shit sometimes that could maybe get me in trouble, but I think we have an understanding in our relationship and I think we have a, a trust that's built mm-hmm. where that jealousy doesn't come into play. But like, you know, if I was on the beach or something mm-hmm. and, you know, somebody was wearing those new bikinis mm-hmm. that like <laughs> 70% of the tit is out of the, the bikini top mm-hmm. and I made a comment. Is that something that you think is justifiably, you know, like your ass is on the couch or something? Mm. It Again, it's hard because like in our relationship personally, like we've built up such a humor of like making those comments. Yeah. About that type of stuff. That like, I know you're looking it's not a secret. I'm looking too. It's not a secret. So it's like, it's not something you're going to get in trouble over. Yeah. I, but I, I, I think mean, there's it, a... And, and also, can, also, I mind you, okay, yeah, I guess it depends on the comment. One, you have never, nor would you ever be like, damn, that girl looks so fucking hot right now. Like, okay, if you were going to like yeah, make... the fucking room. Yeah, if you are going to make some sort of like douche comment that i'd be like yeah fuck you you can sleep on the couch tonight but like if anything it's just like babe babe look at look at the that girl's tits are hanging out i'd be like holy shit like that'd be something that we we, like partake together yeah i think there are a lot of assholes that might say something like that though yeah yeah if yeah if you again so circumstantial if you were an asshole and you made some douchey comment totally put you on the couch. Yeah, you might need to reevaluate your relationship cuz you may have married a douchebag. You like that's just not you though. That's common like sense. like any comment you make about like when whenever we're out and about and it's like about a female like maybe you know dressed kind of revealing or whatever like usually like I'm in on it as well. Yeah. Like I think a lot of that goes to you know, the confidence that you have in yourself and the security within our relationship. Because that could be a huge problem if somebody is not secure in their relationship. It's like that picture I showed you, that meme of like the two old people on the beach and, you know, the the wife like taps the old guy and is like, take a look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the old man, you know, is looking at this like girl in this thong bikini walking by. Yeah. And he's like, thanks, I needed that. And it's like, you know, the difference between, you know, confidence and, you know, and I will, insecurities. I will say, I never really realized it literally until just now. Um, like right now. Yeah, like right now. Because I feel like I've always been really confident in our relationship. But I will say, like just being honest, I will say that I am completely aware now of the more confidence that I have since my weight loss. Yeah. And I will say like, Cause I just like had a moment where I thought back to like, Oh, if it were like me two years ago, 
when I was, you know, a little heavier and you were making a comment about a girl who was super, you know, fit or thin and beautiful with like, you know, big boobs or big butt and she was just kind of like revealing and you were making a comment about her, like I probably would be a little bit more like self-conscious. It, and it's not so much that I I would be mad at you and like think of you as being a douche. If anything, I would just think less of myself. Yeah, I think and that kind of actually, well, I think that kind of goes into like nagging, which is basically the, the concept of like putting a girl down mm. to get her to do certain things, to making her feel, mm. you know, insecure about certain things. Um, but I think that just goes like that would be super insensitive for me if you if I knew that you felt insecure about certain things and I made comments about somebody else and I just want to get your perspective on it. Like if we were dating, say we were like three months in and I was mm-hmm. making comments like that, do you think that would be like a deal breaker in that sense versus like obviously not in a marriage, like that would be yeah something that can be worked on. But yeah, in an early stage yeah. of relationships, Absolutely. that would be like a deal breaker for you. And again, like I don't like to – it's hard for me to use the word deal breaker because again, that to me would just be like a personality clash that like I I would just think of you as a douchebag. Yeah. And it's not that like that specific comment or like – thing that you're doing is a deal breaker it's it's being a douchebag that's being a deal breaker yeah douche and uh i think it's a good segue to just kind of talk about our own personal deal breakers yeah um i know we we made the distinction when we were kind of talking about and writing things down versus like you know if we were on the dating scene yeah like hypothetically but i i still feel like this is a deal breaker like currently for sure. me okay. and it's really the only thing that i wrote down because it's the only thing like you wrote long, down one thing for like a long term like or you know in, in a more committed relationship that okay would be so a this, deal breaker. Isn't, this isn't this isn't like were... first date second oh, date material okay okay and it goes exactly to what you're talking about and i i wrote down being an asshole or being inconsiderate yeah like not only is that a deal breaker for me but it's like a huge pet peeve like i hate when people are not being considerate of those around them. Yeah. Whether it's like acting like a fool or trashy in public mm-hmm. or like you're at the movie theaters and mm. they're self-centered and they're talking the whole time. They don't give a fuck about anybody who's around yep. them. Yep. Like I can't stand that stuff. Yep. Like it bothers me so much. Yep. And uh, yeah. that would be a deal breaker. Yeah. Obviously first date, but like six months down the road. Even long term. Yeah. yeah. If you were being an asshole and being inconsiderate. Yeah. To others, that would be a deal breaker for me for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What else you got? What do you got for like if you were on the like new dating scene? Like if you and I weren't together and you were dating currently in your life right now? Um, this I guess this kind of goes back to more like not first date. Like I think I'd probably be considered a little shallow if I was dating. Like, you know, if somebody had bad hygiene or mm-hmm. if there wasn't. Yeah. You know, an attribute that I found attractive, you know, that might be a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like some of the stuff that I wrote down is more like newly coupled okay. type relationship. Sure. Um, and this one kind of goes back to like my specific love language mm. and stuff. And it's kind of like an intimacy disconnect, mm-hmm. I think would be uh, a deal breaker. Like, 
you know, if I'm showing affection for you and putting myself out there and I'm not like getting an appropriate response, mm-hmm. that might be something that I might, you know, consider maybe that this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you have to say? Well, I just feel like, I feel like a lot of times, um, and I feel like a lot of, I feel like everyone is probably guilty of this in one way or another. I feel like oftentimes we push the love language that we want to receive onto other people. For sure. Like your I, one of your big love languages is pers- like physical touch. Yeah. And like affection. Like you love a, a physical touch. Whether it's a soft, you know, grazing of like my fingers, like grazing your arm or like you're, you know, combing my hand through your hair or like, you know, yeah, just doing like soft grazy touches. Like you love that. And I do try to like make sure that I do that to you, but I fucking hate that for the most part. And you try to do it to me all the time because that's your love language. Yeah, and love languages is a whole different <laughs> Uh, every podcast yeah. we say, yeah, <laughs> that's a whole different episode, and we'll eventually get to those. Yeah. But I think to be in a good relationship yeah. is to be able to identify those and yeah. respect them and give back what needs to be given totally. back. Totally, that's how you, that's how you make each other happy. But so, do you think that oftentimes when you're doing that to me, that maybe is like a subconscious like way of saying like, "Hey, I want you to do this." Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, I'm projecting. I'm like, hey. Yeah. Pay attention hey, to me. Hey. And and that's what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. That makes if, sense. if there's like a clear disconnect yeah. in yeah. that love language or that intimacy level, and it you know, it doesn't have to be like sex or something. Obviously, yeah. that's something that you're gauging together when the time is right and things like that. But For like sure. if I'm just not getting back what I'm putting out and there isn't like a effort to make those things that I know that like we just don't have that chemistry yeah for that's sure. kind of where I was getting at with that yeah that makes sense um I'll just read the next one that I have yeah, on here real quick um another thing like early on in the relationship if we're we're talking like three mm-hmm. six months yeah whatever maybe a little longer maybe yeah. a year in sure. if I think there's certain steps in a relationship that need to be progressing mm-hmm. if this is something that you know you can invest long-term in mm-hmm. versus like taking a, a heart out mm-hmm. on things. Okay. I think there would be a lot less heartache if, you know, those things weren't addressed and they weren't corrected. Mm-hmm. They could save a lot of, you know, heartache in relationships that might find themselves trapped 10 years down the road type oh, of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think this specifically goes more with being an adult in mm-hmm. dating. Mm-hmm. Like if you're two years in, I guess this really kind of goes down to like, you know, an issue with commitment, mm-hmm. not wanting to take those steps of, you know, taking big adult steps in a relationship, yeah. whether that's moving in together. That's a yeah. big one. Yeah. I think is something if you've been dating for a few years mm-hmm. and that step hasn't been, you know, addressed when you're like getting close to your 30s. Yeah. And I think it's about like it being. I think the number one thing is that it's simply being addressed. And if and if both parties are not ready for that, then that's one thing. Yeah. But if like one party is like, hey, like I feel like we've been together for this long. Like I feel super connected to you. I feel like I can see a future with you. Like this is a, a step that I would like to now progress our relationship to. Yeah. Then a- absolutely. 
Well, even in like a long-term relationship, let's say like five years and on at our age, if those aren't being taken, it's like there is some broken foundations in that relationship that are probably not going to be fixed. And it's just sad to see something progress that far down the road. Yeah. And uh, maybe those red flags were there and they weren't addressed and that might have been your opportunity to get out versus being trapped. Well, and I think that oftentimes so many couples, when you are talking in that sense of like a relationship that's that's been a few years in, and especially let's take it from like an angle of like adulthood, right? Like yeah. you're in your 20s, 30s, whatever. Yeah. And you've, you've been in a relationship a few years in. Um, I think that oftentimes those steps are maybe thought about, but they're avoided. I think because it comes down to a commitment thing. Totally. They're avoided because it's like, oh, let's that's too real. That's too serious. Like let's let's keep focusing on the this fun little part that's like keeping us distracted, you know, over here. Yeah. Um and then oftentimes it's like that's where you then find yourself in a situation where another 4 years have gone by. You're now in a relationship for 8 years and you're still just trying to be distracted. Yeah. And then that's where then it's like you break up and then it's like, wait, what the fuck? You've been together for eight years. How the fuck yeah. did you just break it's, up? It's either a recipe for failure yeah. or it's a recipe for a future divorce when yeah. somebody finds out that like you've just been spinning your wheels and yeah. you decide like, oh, I guess we're going to get married. And then you're like, yeah, this this relationship did not support me in the way that I wanted to be supported yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. Anyways, um, I digress. What do you got? Okay, I've got uh, closed-minded, not willing to challenge their own thoughts and beliefs. Like if someone is, is that specifically for a longer term? No, that I mean like that's day one. That's just like yeah, like if I get that first impression that you are so embedded into like certain thoughts that you don't even like it's it's okay to know what you believe in and it's okay to stand by those things. But like if you're someone who I get the sense that like you're not even a tiny bit willing to question your thoughts, question your beliefs, allow a different perspective in. Um that's and that's and that's honestly a deal breaker that I would say that is very current for me personally because like I'm going through so much of that like in the last probably like you know, two, three, four years, Mm -hmm. I've experienced so much questioning my own thoughts and beliefs that I have realized what that's done for me, like just as growing as a human. Um, And so if you're someone who isn't willing to think about a different perspective. Sure. I think that's a, I think it's very attractive in a person who can be open-minded about things and not be closed off. But then again, I think a lot of people tend to gravitate towards like-minded individuals. No, for sure. And here's the thing. This is what I'm saying. I want to be very clear. It is absolutely okay to believe in something and stand by that. But if you can do that with still having, like I always describe it as like you're in a room and you have a door. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not saying your door, I'm not even saying your door has to be wide open. You just just have to keep a crack in your door. Sure. Just a just a fucking crack. 
just allow the possibility and accept the possibility that something could be different than what you believe. Yeah. That, that, that's all I'm saying. I you think can, that's super important. You can important. still stand by what you believe, but still have an openness, yeah. you know? Super important in a healthy relationship. Yeah. I put rude. Straight up. If rude. you're rude, get the fuck out. Um, ooh, this is kind of a like a I would say isn't like a would it wouldn't be considered the, like a super serious in depth deal breaker. This is a kind of a more surface level deal mm-hmm. breaker. I want to hear about those. If you are a bad tipper, yeah. That absolutely is a very surface level deal breaker. If we were to go on a first date and we had exceptional service mm-hmm. or even if we had just had very standard service and you tipped under 20 percent, i'd be like fuck you wow hard 20 hard 20 19 get the fuck out get the fuck out wow because usually like for me 20 is such a base like that's a base like i almost do 20 if i have bad service yeah like, well, if I have standard service, I'm doing, like, 30. <laughs> 20 is easy math. Yeah. For sure. But, like, you're on a first date and somebody tips 10%. Ugh, not down with that. Fuck that. Nope. Uh-uh, I don't tip. You don't tip? No, I don't believe in There's it. There's a big difference, I think, from not tipping at all to being, like, 10 to 15%. No. Because that's, like, pretty standard. No. Come on, you. Cough up a nope. bucket, cheap bastard. All right. Deal breaker. Good for you. That's Glad that you that, found one. That sets a tone. That just sets such a tone. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. Times are tough. We don't got money. <laughs> Other people don't have money. And if you can spend $20 to go out and have a meal or even $40, you can tip $5. Yeah. That is nothing. Don't, yeah, fuck that. Um, okay, I put uh, racist. Yep. But I will say, whoa. I added parentheses, not even jokes. It's 2020. Yeah. Because here's my thing. When, the, and this is just an example that I thought of. If people have listened to all of our episodes, everyone knows Sarah grew up as a, you know, goody good little Christian girl. And. I obviously had a lot of conflicts with, you know, what I was raised to believe about, you know, being gay and supporting that or believing if that was right or wrong or whatever. And, you know, there comes a time in your life where especially, I mean, you're back in like you're thinking like the 90s, the 2000s, like it was very common to like make gay jokes, Mm -hmm. whether you supported it or not. Like, that was deemed okay and funny. And in 2020, I'd be like, no, like, I wouldn't joke about that. Like, that's something that I absolutely, like, believe in and support. Like, and to me, like, racism goes right along with that. Like, you can't joke about that stuff. And you can't use joking about it as an excuse to get away with it. Yeah, it's 2020, people. Like, I'm not okay with that. Wake the fuck up. So, yeah, not even jokes. And then my next thing I said, uh, homophobic of any LGBTQ 
at all. Like I, that would be a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Anything that goes against like any sort of like. Just human rights and like human yeah. equality, like just physically. Yeah, any like civil being, rights. Yeah. Like things. If you are any way biased where you don't think that people deserve equality. Yeah. Like. I'm not going to vibe with you. I.e., I also, I feel like that ties into Trump supporter. Yeah. <laughs> like. If I was on the dating scene and somebody was like, I'm a Trump supporter, like, loud and proud, I'd probably be like, eh, I'm good. Trump 2020, we love you, yeah. Trump! I'm not going to go down that route. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have, sorry, I have two more. Okay. Okay, the next one I wrote, drinks and parties too much. At this stage in my life, if someone that I'm trying to date is like drinking and partying like every fucking weekend or even like especially like throughout the week, I'm, fuck that. I'm not about that life. I kind of disagree on that. And we don't really have to get into it, but. I'm not saying that you can't party yeah. and that you can't drink. I'm saying it's the people who are doing it on a regular basis. Yeah, I think like it could overload. be. Yeah, it could be a red flag, and I think a lot of that goes into maturity levels at this age. Um, I would hope if I was dating at this age, and I was trying to experience new things, like I would socially drink, but I would be responsible with it. Yeah, if so you're being irresponsible, yeah, deal breaker. The underlining tone that is inside of my comment, drinks and parties too much, is I'm like I'm indicating that you're getting drunk. So if you're like we're drinking, you know, hard seltzers, we drink them basically almost every night now, except for the two nights that you're on shit. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, baby. Like, but we're not getting drunk every night. Like, if you are, what drinking, if you're a happy drunk? If you're drinking to the point where you're getting drunk every time you're drinking and it's like four, five, six, seven times a week, like not okay. You might be an alcoholic. You probably are. I'm not an alcoholic. You need to get that checked out. Functioning, absolutely. Bun Bobby. But that, yeah. And then the last one I feel like kind of ties in, ish, I said, doesn't have a career path in mind and isn't working towards something legit. Like, if you're in your late 20s, early 30s, and you're like, mm, I don't really know what I want to do in life. I'm just kind of doing this for now. And it's, like, not really anything serious. Like. Again, I think that's a maturity thing. Figure, if figure your shit out. And usually those types of people are the ones that are drinking and partying, like, yeah. five times a week. Yeah. I think. Well, wh in other you words, wonder why you don't have shit figured out. Yeah. Losers, in other words. Well, yeah, it's just. It's just like, it's just like, you know what I mean, though? It's like, there's, I know so many people who are literally in their late 20s, early 30s, who like, don't really know what they're doing in life right now. And it's one thing to just like, simply like, kind of go through different paths. And like, you're just at a point in your life where you're like, fuck, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, that's okay. That is absolutely okay to experience. But majority of the people that I physically know that are going through those stages in their life, 99% of them are people who drink way too much. I just want to throw one last thing in there sure. for me because you, you brought up a good point point. Maybe think, oh yeah, that would probably be a deal breaker for me. Mm. 
I'm going to say low ambition. Yes. If I'm on the dating scene, I'm like, what do you want to do if they haven't, if they're not already in a career? And like, I don't really know. I'm just kind of doing whatever. I'd be like, not driven. So let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap this up. What? What? <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. We're going to wrap it up, but I don't know. I think basically when it comes to deal breakers, if you are in a committed relationship, there's not very many deal breakers that I think are legit. I think they're all bullshit and a lot of them can be worked out. Yes, and but also- they should have been addressed before you got in a relationship yeah. if it was something that is a true deal breaker. If you entered into a relationship with somebody and those things were present, you knew about them and, you know, that's your fault. You got to sleep in that bed that you made. Yeah, but what do you have to say for people who are in committed long-term relationships where maybe those things didn't come out of the closet until later? If you can't speak about those openly and honestly Mm -hmm. and they can't admit fault in that. That's, yeah, again, not a relationship you should be in. It's going to cause a lot more problems down the road. Yeah. It's a toxic relationship. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Um, Ooh. Deal breakers are bullshit. But even deal breakers that, I think a lot of deal breakers that are like new dating deal breakers are very much bullshit. Because here's the thing. Unless it goes outside of the obvious, which obvious ones are, of course, like... Trump's border. an asshole, a douchebag. Fucking Trump all day. Trump 2020, motherfucker. Anyone who's just not nice. Anything negative, like, obviously, yeah, like, that's a deal breaker. But if it's, like, surface level, like, oh, like, he had a terrible haircut or... Yeah, it's all bullshit. Like, that is not a reason to write off a person who could potentially be an incredible human being. Like... If you have chemistry and you're vibing, ride that out. Write that out because here's here's a quick story. Here's a quick story. And I already kind of said it. But Babe and I met online. We talked and we vibed for two months. But And I get that that's not really reality. But even so, we vibed before we met in person. And then when we met in each other in person, we both did not meet each other's physical expectations. But we didn't write each other off. We gave each other another chance. and. You learn to either grow on each other physically when you're vibing so much in a emotional sense. And two, if it's cause if it's like cosmetic, like you can change that shit. Like I made babe grow his hair out and have a different haircut and now he's smoking hot. So if there is a genuine spark in a relationship, deal breakers should be overlooked because there's something special there yeah and those things that you thought might be deal breakers or surface level things yeah can be changed yeah i think you owe it to yourself and you owe it to that person yeah if you think there's something there to try to adjust those things and see where it goes amen that's all i have to say preach yeah well this was fun yeah this was a long one yeah thanks for listening um be sure to tune in every Monday and sometimes other days of the week when we do bonus episodes. Um, follow us at MySpace With You Podcast on Instagram. You can send us emails at MySpaceWithYouPodcast at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to know if there's any specific topics you'd like to hear about. 
Um, this is Babe and Babe coming at you with another episode. Thanks so much. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Okay, bye. Bye.